Hello and welcome to Bebel Podcast. Um, recently on our Instagram page, I asked for people to send me through some new people that I should follow, people that they have enjoyed. And this lady kept coming up, Ashlyn Daly from Thrive for Life. So I've invited her in today and I hope you enjoy it. So, Ashlyn, welcome. I am excited that you got down here from uh, Mallow today. Yes, that's yes. right. Well yeah. done. Oh, I don't know why I always say that. I just said somebody else... Um, coming from Charleville, like it's not the end of the earth. Actually, my other half's parents live in Grenal, which is halfway. Very close by. Um, but I think I said to you before that when I put out on Instagram and asked people, people that inspire them, who do they follow, who should I follow, your name kept coming up and coming up. Um, so that's a compliment to you. Very flattering. Thank you, Jen. Um, but, but that's exactly what happened. And that's how I first sort of got in contact with you um, to have a chat because that's when I first started really following you. Um, and I'm not just at all of the holiday that you just had, <laughs> but it looked amazing. Um, and Bebel, basically, what we like to do is talk about our life history and how we've got to where we're at. Um, and so we'll start there. So where did it all begin for you? Where were you born? Born in Cork, okay. in the Erinville Hospital. Oh, yeah, lovely. In 1986. A okay, long time okay, ago. Okay, stop rubbing it in. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's not that long. Much but I just discovered um, two days ago that I'm 33. I thought I was 32. I was okay. at a wedding and they said, anyone aged 32 and under, put up your hand. And I put up my hand and I was delighted with myself. And then my husband, Andy, nudged me and said, no, Ashling, you're 33. So, yeah, I've gotten to the age where I no longer really remember my age. Okay, give it 10 years then. I yeah. should be absolutely <laughs> knackered. <laughs> No, fair play. And and so did you live in Cork City or have you always lived in Mallow? Um, I've always lived in Mallow. I lived in Cork City when I was in college and lived in Australia for almost a year back in 2011. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So born Cork, Cork through and through. Absolutely. Follow all the teams. Uh, golf would be my sport. I'm not oh, really? really into the GA. Don't really know a lot about it, okay. so um, I have no comment on okay. GA. <laughs> we'll let you yeah. off. We'll let you off. I'm a soccer. Well, I'm not a soccer girl. I'm a rugby girl, but I do follow Cork soccer because I, because yeah, I just got into it when I moved here. Brilliant. But um, so where did you go to school? I went to school in Mallow in the the convent girls' school, St Mary's Secondary School, where I currently teach as well. Yeah. Oh, so it's gone a full circle. Full circle, okay. yeah. Complete Lion King. Exactly. Life. And first job? Um, first job. Probably babysitting was my first job. After that, then I had lots of jobs in Mallow. I worked in the Hibernian Hotel. I worked and in Costa. And when did you start working? Um, and why, I suppose, most importantly? Um, a little push from my parents, I'd say. I don't think I was too keen to start myself. Okay. I was probably... Probably started babysitting happily myself when I was about 13 and got my first job. I'd say I was 16 when I started in the Hibernian yeah. Hotel, yeah. And in the hospitality, was it? Or uh, Yeah, in the coffee dock waitress waitressing. Okay. Yeah. Just waitressing or did you do the old barista? Uh, no. No? Okay. <laughs> no. I was always fascinated by that. I always wanted to learn how to make the, the toppings yeah. in, in the coffee. So the Hibernian went into hospitality? Yeah. And where did it all go from there? Uh, I had lots of part-time jobs growing up. I worked in a hairdresser's for about three Saturdays. That was a short-lived okay. job. <laughs> um, I worked in 
Centra shop as well. I worked in a petrol station. I worked in Costal, which is a factory just outside of Mallow. Lots of part-time jobs growing yeah. up and during college. And then I worked in Keynes Jewelers for several years when I was in college. And um, when I dropped out of a college course, I also worked in Keynes full-time for a year. So I've had lots of jobs, yeah. very varied. And so how old were you when you went to college in Cork? I started college in 2004. I was probably 18. Yes. Uh, I did an arts degree in English and Geography for three years and then I followed the crowd of art students who were all applying for teaching and went uh, down that road without thinking about it, without okay. even thinking would I like to be a teacher. Yes. Um, I got accepted for Dublin, started in UCD and lasted six weeks. Hated it, dropped out. And um, was it the course? Was it being it was, away from home? Was it a bit of everything? It was a bit of everything. I'm definitely a home bird. Yes. Um, I miss my family. I miss my boyfriend, who's now my husband. Um, I hadn't really thought about what I was letting myself in for. And teaching is certainly not a job that you can go into half-hearted because yeah. the kids see through you. Um, and yeah, just just the timing was wrong, I think. And my parents, my boyfriend, they all said, oh, you'll go back to teaching yet. And I thought they were Mad. off their heads that I, I, I'd never drop out of a college course if I had the intention of yes. pursuing that. But they were absolutely correct. So after... Dropping out of that, which was a really big decision. Um, I come from a family with two parents who are now retired teachers, so education is valued and yeah. it wasn't a, an easy decision to make. Um, so after that, then I started working in Keynes Jewelers for a year and then I did a geography master's after that and then went back to Keynes for a year and went off to Australia for a year. And, and where did you, did you travel? Were you on a working permit or? Um, we were on a working holiday visa. Is that one of the ones where you have to work on the farm? Or? That is only if you want to stay on for a second year. So okay. yeah, we left for that. Okay. <laughs> um, so my boyfriend or my now husband's sister lives in Australia. So we lived with her for what was supposed to be just a couple of weeks until we found our feet. But um Thank you, Pearl, for putting us up for almost a year. Okay. So we lived with her in Sydney and then travelled up the East Coast as far as Cairns and did yeah. Thailand on the way over. And um, then I applied for teaching when I was there because I realised that's actually what I really want to do. And I was accepted for Cork because I had the extra points from the Masters. So, yes. yeah, I found my way and definitely having the little bit of extra life experience and confidence that working in retail and all the other yeah. jobs had provided me with. And um, so you were working when you were over there? I was childminding over there. Yeah. Okay. And was yeah. your husband working? He was working in several jobs. Yes. Um, construction and okay. uh, marketing, retail. No, it was a retail research. Basically, he was yes. standing in um, Woolworths shopping centre and okay. or, or good old Woolworths and offering people five dollars to answer a set of questions. Okay, <laughs> yeah. So we had lots of odd lots jobs of that just kept us going while yeah. we were there. Um, and and you would have experience. needed the jobs, like the yeah. cost of living. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. I never travelled and actually I was talking to this on another podcast someone one day and and I don't believe in regrets but actually if I had to have one it would mm -hmm. be the not travelling at the time that I should have. Right. But work kind of took over and I kept getting opportunities and I didn't think it was right for me at the time. Yeah. What would you say to people thinking about doing the travelling that may not have done it? What did you get from it? What do you, you know? What did I get from it? Um... 
I suppose it teaches you independence. Yeah. Well, kind of. We did live with Andy's sister, yes. so we didn't really find our own feet. But um, yeah, the experiences you have and the people you meet and even... The way that people think in Australia is they're very forward thinking. And I definitely think living in Australia and seeing the way people think and work definitely shaped me. It had a big influence on me. Um, They're very much of the kind of attitude or mindset. If if a job that doesn't suit you isn't there for you, create it yourself. Yes. and yeah, and do you think that's a big city attitude, or do you think that's an Australian attitude? I think it, I think it's an Australian attitude. Yeah. Um, I came across a lot of inspirational people. Andy Sister Pearl is definitely one of those people. Uh, she brought us along to a talk by Dr. John Demartini, who I'm a huge fan of, and um, she, yeah, she really opened my mind to a different way of thinking. Yes, and it really stuck with me. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. So you came back and teaching. Came back and did my dip, which is teacher training. I was starting in UCC and did it in St. Mary's Secondary School in Mallow. And I've been there ever since, except for one year when I was teaching in Bantry for one year. Um, And yeah, never looked back. Yeah. Yeah. And so what brought you to Instagram and starting your Instagram page? Um, you as you know my story I struggled with binge eating massively yeah. for half of my life and I decided I was getting married last year last July and last January I decided that I needed to fit into my wedding dress A was a big issue yeah. it was a little bit snug um, but B I really didn't want to go down the dieting route because I tried every diet under the sun and I started to realise that every diet worked um, for a period of time and ultimately would leave me back in a cycle of binging and then restricting and then binging and restricting and it was all just feeding into feeling really crap about myself and um, I just wanted to I was getting married in Lanzarote so we were going to be going away for two weeks and I really didn't want to be thinking about dieting and food and be worrying and stressing while I was there so I decided that it was time to just try a different approach and just keep things a little bit more simple and stop putting so much pressure on myself so I exercise was always something that I loved that's always been a consistent um, part of my life Uh, but I decided to take a new approach when it came to food and just keep it really simple so I kind of worked on it myself and just said Right, I'll stick to three main meals, two or three healthy snacks and just keep it really simple. And for me, chocolate was my binge food. Um, So I decided to cut that out completely and get that out of the house. And that really helped me. And that worked for me then. But I knew eventually that I had to reintroduce that because I don't think it's healthy to restrict something completely. I'm like, great. If you say no, I think if you say you can't have something, that's when the need for it, it becomes much stronger absolutely a lot of people message me on Instagram asking me about cravings and honestly since I've stopped putting anything off limit I don't get cravings anymore Mm. you'd still fancy a piece of cake or a bit of chocolate but it's not that intense feeling that I need to have it yes Um, and I definitely think that comes from restricting or putting things completely off limit 100% 100% and and sort of you wanted to lose some weight. Like obviously, I'm sitting opposite you. You're 
you're not a big girl. Well, in in comparison to me, I suppose so that's not big. But so, but in in your head, what what was what you wanted to get to from where? Well, I suppose for me, I when I was about thirteen, no, I was probably about fourteen or fifteen. I put on about three and a half stone. Yeah. Um, it wasn't from binge eating back then. It was purely from just probably laziness and. Yeah. I think I knew what was right and wrong, yes. but I just liked eating junk food and that was it. Yeah. And I wasn't moving a whole lot. And then I started Weight Watchers and um, I lost about three and a half stone very quickly within less than a so year. So what size would you have been, Ashlyn? Um, I was probably size 16 yeah. when I was about 15 years old. And yeah. then I went down to probably a size 10 or 12. Um, and, and that's hard at that age. I know from dieting at that age, and I still have the memories from it. Yeah, because it's difficult when your friends are all going out as well, and they want to go to Mackey D's. And I yeah. think I used to be like trying to mix a milkshake of sorts at that age, probably. Yeah, um, it's difficult. It is. It's difficult. But I think once I started seeing results, I got very driven on the results and. I wouldn't say I was eating very healthily. Um, I was working out points and, yes. you know, maybe one morning I ate too many, I don't know what, curly whirly bars or yeah. whatever, which were, I don't know, three points or five points or whatever. <laughs> and then I wouldn't eat anything or eat something really small in the evening. And um, yeah, then there were days when eventually I started to restrict too much and I started definitely eating under the points. I remember yeah. eating green Granny Smith apples till the cows came home and um, pointless tomato soup yeah and bov- drinking bovril yeah, because it was ugh. zero points disgusting um, and loads of beetroot anything that was zero points <laughs> my poor gut health definitely suffered at yeah. that time um, and it became an obsession definitely and I think my binge eating started as a result of that dieting yeah. um, and that's when my problem with it began Um and yeah, so after that, then start, when I lost all the weight, I struggled with binge eating. And every time I put on weight, I'd try the next diet or the next yes. diet. So I would have tried meal replacement shakes um, and everything else like Slimming World, all of them. And all diets. Those lovely chewy bars that take about eight hours to eat. Yeah. yeah been there. Yeah. And all diets work for a short time. And that's the problem because you see the results and you get excited and you think this is the one and this is the one I'm going to stick to forever. And then naturally your body is screaming, saying, give me yeah. more food. Um, and then the binging start, starts. And, and, and information as well, I find, you know, like, you know, my husband will come home, oh, I've just listened to the radio and one glass of red wine and a bar of chocolate every day is really good food. No, yeah. it's not. It's good for this. Yeah. one thing it's not good for you in general you know just these mad sayings come out and people hook onto them exactly and they just run and latch with them. onto this yeah exactly and did you when you made the decision to try something new did you do it all yourself or did you speak to somebody about how you should do it uh well i started personal training in um with dave hurley in cork and backpool uh in january of last year and for the first time ever i was just brutally honest about what I was eating and he wasn't judgmental. He was just like, okay, and did you want to do that? And I just said no. And he's like, okay, well, we move on from it. And that really helped me to just be totally real for the first time ever. I think any time before 
when I, whenever I'd done any personal training or worked with trainers, I would have just said, yeah, um, my food is fine. Sometimes <laughs> I'm bad, you know, and sometimes, most of the time I'm very good. Yeah. And they'd be like, okay, well, it's just this simple. You just eat chicken and you just eat broccoli. And, and I don't think they had any understanding and I wasn't being real. And yeah, you're setting yourself up for failure then. Yes. So it definitely helped just speaking to someone I didn't go into too much detail or get deeper emotional about my yeah. binge eating problem but it was just like these are the facts last night I ate about three and a half thousand calories on chocolate and sweets you know there we go and just right. saying it out and it kind of took the emotion out of it by just yeah. saying it out loud um, and that definitely helped me to move forward as well yeah cool. and from Obviously, from an emotional side, though, as well, did you deal with that, do you think? Did yeah. You do, so and did you do that yourself or with help? I did that myself, um, but I'm not saying that that's the best way to do it because obviously I struggled with binge eating for 15 years. Yeah. And if I had spoken to someone sooner, um, maybe I wouldn't have struggled with the issue for such a long time. But as I said, last year I cut out chocolate and I used kind of distraction techniques to help me. Anytime I felt like I was going to have a binge, I'd pick a spot in the house and just start cleaning for 10 minutes. Okay, Mrs. Hinge. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Um, And that's great. I was distracting myself from feeding myself um, with too much food. Yeah. Uh, But ultimately, I suppose I wasn't dealing with whatever emotion was coming up that was triggering the sensation that I wanted to binge eat. So, um, yeah, I think this year has been about dealing with the emotions. Last year was about, okay, let's stop the binge eating in any way that we can. And I did that. And this year is about dealing with the emotions. And you're doing some self-development on that yourself at the moment. Absolutely. Um, So, yeah, so I don't need to use the distraction tools anymore. And I'm better able to check in with myself, I think, Last year, I don't know if I'd have been ready for that because the emotions, when you feel like you're going to binge, it can be triggered by different emotions. It could be stress, it could be loneliness, it could be um, overwhelmed by a workload. Lots of different things would trigger it. Um, But yeah, I don't think I was ready to deal with how do I cope with those emotions last year. But now I'm better able to check in with myself. I'm much more self-aware and... I do check in with myself because the feeling does come up now and then. Yes. And I just see, okay, what is making me feel this way? Am I stressed? Okay, if I'm stressed, what's causing me stress and what can I do about it? Yeah. Um, And that's definitely helpful. And it's self-coaching yourself, am I right? Exactly, yeah. yeah. So I'm pursuing a life coaching course yeah. starting this October. Amazing. Um, I think your mess becomes your message. And, yeah. And for me, when I started the Instagram page, it was all about you know food and exercise and all of those things but what I've really learned over the last year I think I've learned a lot through my Instagram page is that for me everything comes down to self-worth and I think because my self-worth was low I that's why I struggled with binge eating and I think working on um, my self-confidence my self-esteem and my self-worth has been the greatest achievement and the greatest thing that can help me going forward to not fall into issues like binge eating again. Yes. I think it's all stems from that. So self-worth is what I'm all about now. And yeah. um, I'd love to help other people to realise their self-worth because I think it's really empowering when you do that. And 
then you feel like, you know, you can achieve anything that you want. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's amazing, actually, the amount of people we meet that don't have it. Exactly. Um, And it's a worry that they don't have it. Yeah. Um, But I also think it's a much more honest conversation these days. Yes. So if people are struggling with it, they're more likely, hopefully, hopefully, I say, um, to talk about it. Exactly. Um, Because that's the really important side. So, yeah, I think you'd be an amazing coach. Thank you. You're really good. But um, And how long is that course that you're doing? It starts in October and it finishes in May. It's one weekend a month. Excellent. Yeah. Okay. So I've started all I, the reading now. I've got yeah, my reading Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. and, and, and they, I know when you're, when you're doing any kind of coaching course, it's about you first. Yeah, absolutely. So it, it gives you more time to spend on yourself as well, which would exactly. be amazing. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm really pleased. That's So that's, that's where we're going. So do you see yourself staying as a teacher and this would be your side hustle or...? Um, for now anyway yes. yeah yeah. and who knows down the line where life takes you I don't think yeah. you can really plan for life you know no absolutely what it can bring so no and I think if you're open always to when it does bring you something to give it a go exactly try something new that's it um, and, and your travelling is done do you think Um yeah, I think the yes. big stints of travelling, definitely. Yes. But there are definitely a lot more places that I'd like to see. Yeah. Um, Where's the best place that you've ever visited on your travels? Best place? Um, there have been a lot of places. Um, yeah. The Blue Mountains in, in Australia were incredible. Um, I'm just back from a holiday in Barcelona. We were in Sitges for nine nights. Yeah, and that looked amazing. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful place. And we travelled up to uh, north of Barcelona to okay. Cardona for a wedding there as well it was just spectacular stunning uh, that's a good question I, I'm, I'm yeah. a bit stumped about where is the, the most beautiful place I've visited I think it's really hard I think we're uh, there's just so many amazing mm. places to visit I don't think we'd ever get to see them all in terms of a city uh, yeah. I recently visited Krakow and I was blown away by it it's beautiful yeah. Really I remember actually after yeah. I met you for brunch, that's on my yeah. list. It's yeah. on my list. But uh, and and Be Bell is all obviously being Bell, being beautiful, and what that means to us, whether that's external, internal. Um, what does being beautiful mean to you to others? I suppose. Um, I suppose being authentic. Yeah, I think there's nothing more beautiful than someone who's being truly authentic and being themselves. Um, and I think it kind of shines from the inside out. Yeah. Um, so authenticity and being comfortable in your skin. Yeah. yeah. Um, Hallelujah. Yeah. Amen. Exactly. Let's hope that everybody gets there eventually. So I would like to take a couple of questions okay. that have been left by your predecessors. Um, and just any old one. Let's go for and this just one. read it out loud because I, I don't know what they say. So. Who was your biggest inspiration growing up? Hmm, that's a very good question. Now you have to be careful what you say because they could be listening and... Exactly. <laughs> My biggest inspiration growing up. Um, I'm going to say my mother. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my mother um, had... There were five of us growing yes. up. Um, she gave birth to six children. Her first babies were triplets and one baby passed away oh. um, within a very short space of yeah. time. Um, so she raised five children with my father, who's also a great inspiration of mine, um, and managed to cook a home-cooked meal every evening for us. Um, packed lunches going out the door yeah. and um, just a really positive 
go-getter woman Amazing. who's always on the go um, always takes care of everyone and um, she's your go-to yeah absolutely she yeah. was a total inspiration to me growing up amazing yeah. aren't we fortunate mine, mine is the same yeah grab another one for me next one one saying tip that you try to live your life by um, the saying what you think about and think about you bring about is one of my favourites. Never heard that. That's fantastic. That's one of Dr. John D. Martini's. Um, so what you think about and think about, you bring about. Uh, I just love it. Yeah. So the power of thought and the power of the mind and also the power of gratitude, it just sums it up really nicely and it's a re- really easy one to remember and that's something that I live my life by. Yeah. And on that, I want to say thank you. I've had such a lovely chat and it's changed my morning. You put me in a really good mood. Oh, thank, thank you so you, much, Jen. No worries. Thank you. Thank you.